Shafi. Shafi, are you there? Hamburgers. What? Night has fallen once again over the hill country surrounding Austin, Texas. It has blanketed the land. Coolness, coolness is in the air, my friends. The stars are twinkling. The sky is clear. It is cold. It's not humid. It's the way I like it. The way I like for a December night to be, particularly a winter solstice, such as we have found ourselves on. We shoeless pipers dancing in the moonlight of the winter solstice. Matthew and I are completely naked. It's not true. We're not. We're not completely naked. But we were partially naked because we did we did dance in the moonlight uh, in the name of the shoeless pipe. We didn't do any of that. I don't wish we did. I'm I'm really I'm I'm pulling your leg, one magical nation. But it's a nice night, uh, and it's going to be an exciting night because we're going to have things like uh, like uh, feedback from producer Alex Battles tonight. We're going to have a news cruise tonight, classic segments. Uh, we might have a little Matthew. Have you ever wondered? Because you know, Matthew wonders about things. He does. I know. And close things out with a very special holiday edition of the Poetry Corner. Uh, all this and more uh, with the guy. He pronounces hamburgers hamburgers. Uh, he has mandibles like the Predator. He is a Martinique mystiquer and a Monty... Monty uh, Gosh, I really got to work on that one. <laughs> I want to make that Martinique mistake. Martinique mistaker and a Magnif... Martin... Oh, no. Oh, man. Refer to past episodes. Refer to past... Somebody somebody, go look it up and tell me, tell me what I'm supposed to say there. Because I obviously have no idea. Do I? Uh, this guy. Episode 120... <laughs> Here's Matthew Roy. Who? Oh, here's Matthew Ramsey. <laughs> oh my god! I was god. looking for the words. Oh my it says god. Matthew Roy on the show sheet. <laughs> I'm gonna try to get it back on track. Matthew you Randy. never give me your podcasts. You only give me your boring stories. And in the middle of your quest for glory. You break down. Don't you love Abbey Road? Like, I love that last set of songs in Abbey Road that uh, goes from that song into the end. And then in the in the end, there's all this symphony and they're bringing back the melodies from these those other songs as uh -huh. it sort of had led up to it. Uh, and my other parody choice was, and in the end, the love you take is equal to the casts you make. Wow. <laughs> and we're at uh, 121, so we've made a lot of casts. We've made a lot of love. That means, yeah. Was, that means we can take more love? Is that right? Uh, no, it means we've made a lot, oh. so we're probably going to come back to us. Okay. I think that's what that means. Mm. Or that's how I'm interpreting mm. it here on episode 121. 
I'm just. You said that we're naked. We're certainly bearing our souls here in, in these recordings. Also, the the date mixed with the episode number is ominous. It's, I was... it's 12, 21, 21, episode 121. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's all ones and twos. It's almost binary. You could change out the twos for zeros. I was going to say, is it a... It's not any kind of palindrome, although there was there was recently a date that was a palindrome, and it was the same thing upside down. Yeah, if you looked at it, my stepmom sent readout. that to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, you it know, it's a, we, it's weird times. I think it was a solid like eight digit palindrome too. It wasn't messing around. It was not. It was big. Well, here I am, Matthew Roy again. I wrote that on the show sheet because I didn't want to forget to discuss how you had introduced me with the wrong name in the last episode, and then you inadvertently did it again. Matthew, real talk here. <laughs> okay. You know that I know that you're not Matthew Roy, right? I, I do. <laughs> I know that sitting here is Matthew Grampian, not Matthew Roy. I, I do, but to me it feels like um, it's become so de rigueur Snowballing you're, you're, with me, you're phoning it in a bit, and um, I, you, I, are you present? Yeah. Like ten, ten, tonight's a little, a little uh, extenuating circumstances for a number of reasons. Like you, like you said, it is the winter solstice, which mm -hmm. I hadn't even taken note of today, which I usually love and I love to celebrate. So strange things are in the air, my friends. Very strange. There, the darkest um, night when darkness rides the land. There's there's football. There's NFL football on a Tuesday. There's two football games because of COVID delays on a Tuesday night. And there's Tuesday is a day that football very rarely gets played on. Breaking news, folks. This COVID thing looks like it's going to be serious. <laughs> well, we're back to we're getting back to what started the podcast, which was the pandemic. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, you, let me tell you something. When the numbers go down, you need to fucking get out there and do something you want to do because they're going to come back up again. And uh, you need to really enjoy the time between waves. I don't. I feel like I didn't this last time. I mean, I did a number of things. Definitely did like Thanksgiving for real and everything. But um, yeah, it looks like we're going back into it. Um. Does this feel like a patio theater at all? As we were starting the show, I was imagining us up here on stage and the audience, and you can't really see them because of the lights, you know? It has a stage-like quality to it, indeed, yeah. And yeah, particularly because tonight, unlike last time, doesn't have the humidity that's reflecting the clouds, no. so it's very dark out there. No, it is dry and clear, and it is a dark night. Um and it's episode 121. Appropriate for winter solstice. When strange creatures are out and about. We've actually got the NFL football on a TV screen nearby. The Washington football team is playing the Philadelphia Eagles, which for you Cowboys fans, you want everybody to lose. I think at this point, it pretty much doesn't matter, right? Um, I guess it doesn't. This is a basically it's, meaningless game. I think the Cowboys pretty much got the NFC's wrap up. It's looking pretty good for the Cowboys, um, even though they're in a bit of a offensive slump. 13, three games left. Well, 
Yeah, I guess things could if the, the if the, one of these teams went out. I, and they, I think the Cowboys still have to play both of these teams again. Uh, yeah, and they have. I think they might. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I'm not worried about it. Yeah. So I'm I'm uh, in a hurry to hear this uh, this feedback from Alex. Said he'd like a little more nudity on the show. No, is that he, what? He what is that, that. Was, <laughs> does bearing of souls count? Yeah, nude, nude souls. Yeah, why not? I uh, know it was fun. I had a long, a couple long conversations with Alex lately, uh, and he's uh, is a little sad. He's like he had a bunch of like comeback shows planned in New York that all had to be canceled now, right? Because uh, of Omicron. Shoot. Uh, yeah, it was super, super exciting. Like, he's going to do a show at Pete's Candy Store on New Year's Eve. It's going to be cool. Um, real exciting stuff. But uh, anyway, uh, he's got all the stuff ready. So when, when the time comes to come back, he can. But he, as always, you know, has interesting thoughts on the show. His thing was, what if we started recording the intro at the end? And then we know all of the points to hit. You know, we know what's going to happen. We can we can pre-promote everything. Mm-hmm. Um, also, then Schaefer's warmed up and doesn't call his co-host by the <laughs> wrong name. Right. <laughs> that doesn't... Right. Uh, but, you know, all sorts of things could happen. Well, uh, they, you know. they do that on movies, don't they? They film the, the later scenes first. So that you're already drawn into the movie, and if the acting is bad and people don't know exactly what they're doing, there's already continuity established. Oh, interesting. I, I don't know if that's entirely true. Get at us, our friends in the movie business, and let us know if that's true or not. But yeah, I I, I see what Alex is saying. Um, you know, a lot of things about this show are done out of convenience. Yeah. And that would be another level of complexity. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to take it under heavy consideration. What else? Oh, that was really it? That was it? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, he might have had some other ideas, but I didn't write them down. Oh. Alex, if I'm forgetting something, get at me. Oh, man. Alex, send a text to the thread, please. <laughs> Should we have some some other eyes on that? I don't. No, I don't think that there were other ideas. Though. I think I would have remembered. Okay. I shouldn't. I should have said that more confidently, so you didn't suspect me. Yeah, yeah. Like I've thought, it seems like some of the best stuff fell through the cracks, right? Oh, you're assuming that what I forgot was the best thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am. I am. Things like your I name. Mean, I mean, I was hoping that important stuff. I was hoping that the best thing was not, oh, you should record the intro at the end. Do you you think that it's of little importance that you say the right name when you introduce me? Well, yeah, I mean, everybody knows who you are. Maybe it's a good gag for the listeners. Who knows? Maybe I've been doing it on purpose this whole time. The Matthew Roy gag, yeah. Maybe Uh, I've been doing the whole Matthew Roy bit. mm, mm, It hasn't been a bit. It's been an accident every time. Well, 
I'm glad I put it on the show sheet. Maybe, uh, maybe it won't happen again. I'm gonna write my name on the show. <laughs> write my name on the show sheet the next yeah. time. Um, it was almost, yeah, it was almost like you were plotting that. I didn't want to forget that that had happened in the previous episode. I wanted to talk about it. And I thought that you would be like apologetic and I can't believe I did that. And oh my God. But now you're just kind of like, yep, that happened. What do you want to do about it? I'm going to do it again, Matthew Roy. I, and I don't know what to do with that. Did you watch the video for... Madonna's song music? I have not yet, no. You really should. It's a treat. It's uh, it's featuring Ali G. And I believe that was the first time I saw Ali G. Or, or uh, what's, his, what's he called? Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen. I think that was the, the first time I ever really took notice of him was that video. I remember, though, man, those first Ali G shows were mind-blowing. Yeah, very funny. So um, weird. And at the first of that, I said, hey, Mr. KJ. And then I, you know, I thought, I thought you might ask about that or remark on it, but you didn't. <laughs> but do you know what I mean when I say KJ? No. Well, that's karaoke jockey. Ah. And that, you know, because that's what we, that's what we love is karaoke. Speaking of, speaking of love and karaoke, maybe we should talk about the namesake of this show yeah a, a, a holiday tradition one magical night a matthew and schaefer karaoke christmas spectacular yeah christmas karaoke spectacular yeah schaefer and i have gone out many times in the past on holidays sometimes just the two of us sometimes <laughs> with schaefer's sister in tow and uh just had a good old karaoke time somewhere we're gonna have to do it. I don't know. We're really, I think it's good, just gonna be on the show this time. We next, we should just have an episode where we just we can't do it at, at the front page. Yeah. Okay. Be before Omicron shuts the city down. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we better get on it. Yeah. <laughs> Coming in a little, uh, little maintenance transit, a little transit maintenance. <laughs> That's not as loud on recording as it seems. It's the truck. Have you noticed that? It drives on train tracks. The truck that drives on the train tracks that's got its own little set of train wheels on the bottom to keep it every on the track. Every Tuesday night at 8.45. It seems. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. I mean, it'd be good if it was like not during our show, but... What, but what are we talking he's, about? He's kind of become a character on the show, yeah. Let's get to an old segment. Our first segment? Probably, yeah. Probably uh, our first segment. The News Cruise. Meet me in the aft deck. Got a news cruise for you guys. Exciting and news. Well, hi, guys, presses. Hi, guys. <laughs> possessed by, <laughs> Wait, by what, Texas X. What happened there? Well, high gas prices have pushed President Biden to tap into the U.S.'s strategic oil reserves, 
America's neighbor to the north is also dealing with a shortage of another so-called liquid gold. You guess which one it is? Velveeta? Canadian liquid gold. Uh, uh, maple syrup? Canadian group Quebec maple, maple syrup producers recently announced it was releasing about 50 million pounds of its strategic maple syrup reserves, about half of the total stockpile. Quebec produces nearly 70% of the world's maple syrup, the U.S. being the biggest client for the sweet stuff. However, this year, producers weren't able to keep up with worldwide demand, which jumped 21%. What? Maple syrup <laughs> demand is up? Maple syrup is made from the sap of maple trees, which is traditionally harvested by installing a metal tap in the tree's trunk. Modern sap harvesting typically involves a system of plastic tubing and vacuums to collect the sap from multiple trees to a central location where it can be refined into syrup. Seasonal process can be only be harvested in specific weather conditions, so this year's short and warm spring resulted in a low yield. All right. All comes back to a climate change. The changing climate. Yeah. That's why the reserve is made to never miss maple syrup. So they really have a strategic reserve. Huh? And we won't miss it. Uh -huh. It's hard to predict what next year's crop will look like. They're already planning for the future. Are prices soaring? This is not the first time Quebec's maple syrup has made headlines. In 2012, more than 3,000 tons of maple syrup were stolen from the stockpile. Oh my God. God, what? Value of the heist estimated at nearly 19 million Canadian dollars. Come on, come on. There was a big heist on the stockpile? Why isn't there a movie about that? There's a movie about Black Hawk Down, but there's not a movie about that? That, uh, that's happening. I'll, uh, I'll have to investigate that story and follow up with you. That seems like the kind of story that is really has always captured the hearts of one magical universe, right? Seems like the kind of thing that would be the plot of a Bob and Doug McKenzie movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I love it that they that they have the reserve, that they know that there could be a crisis. They are ready for... I'm, I want to know more about why global demand is up 21%. That seems a, a mighty jump. More people are... Cooking breakfast at home? Is it possible that they have, like, fabricated that somehow? Can they, could they be rigging it like China rigs their currency <laughs> somehow? It's not impossible. That story has is really fascinating. It's more fascinating than you'd think. Got to keep those pancakes sticky. <laughs> Oh, I love a news cruise. Gotta get those sticky cakes. Do you love a Matthew? Have you ever wondered? I have enjoyed and love the that particular segment, but what I really love is the theme song. Matthew, have you ever wondered? Wondered whatever became of me. 
I'm living on imaginary radio. I'm living on that WOMH. Apples! Apples! Matthew? It's at the same time signature as it was last time. What? It was at 19 minutes. <laughs> Matthew, have you ever wondered? This is going to be, this is a little bit of a weird Matthew, have you ever wondered? Because. Aren't they all a little weird? Isn't that. Well, I don't have the answer, is the difference. Oh. Because um, it just. On my way over here, I heard a song. Do you know the song? You definitely know the song. I think it's by the Eurythmics, Sweet Dreams. Oh, yes. Sweet dreams. I should are made of these. Who am I to disagree? I've traveled, traveled the, the world, world and the seven seas. Everybody's, Everybody's looking for something. Yeah. So Matthew, you know what are what are these? What are these that sweet dreams are made of? These is a very demonstrative word. I always thought it was just drugs. <laughs> you never know. Uh, I, always assume oh. it's, I always assume it's a veiled drug reference. <laughs> That's a we talked about many songs yeah. where I thought no, that was just a drug reference. And I mean, it does make sense in context, I suppose. Sweet dreams. I'm typing it into Google, folks. Dreams. Are made of this. Wait, that's the lyric? Apparently, apparently the song is actually called Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. So this is just a pronunciation mistake? <laughs> no, we're not the we're not like we're definitely not the first people to ask this question. It's like a British thing. MultimediaEnglish.com Sweet dreams are made of this, or simply sweet dreams. Song written by the British British New Wave duo Eurythmics, Annie Lennox and Dave A. Stewart. Uh, sweet dreams are made of this. Who am I to disagree? Yeah, we got it. We got it. We got it right. Some of them want to use you. Hold your head up. Keep on moving. Very repetitive lyrics, indeed. I've got to say that I've never really considered the meaning of that song. There's probably a lot of pop songs that I haven't really considered the meaning. That I think I thought it was just sort of like evocative lyrics that would one day end up in a podcast segment. The information booklet... 1983 album says the song is about life as it is, saying we are here in our existences, trying to make sense of our lives and to survive. Well, that's what the podcast's about, isn't it? Sweet dreams are made of this. Is, is this the podcast? Sweet dreams are... Yes. This is the <laughs> I, podcast. I think, I think that's what she's talking about, right? And as everybody well, knows, at least as Alex Battles knows... The podcast is the this. Yeah. I get sick of people asking what your podcast is about. It's about the podcast. <laughs> Jackasses. Matthew, have you ever wondered 
wondered whatever became of me. Who sings that song? Let's keep it that way. No, no, no. no. Uh, <laughs> no, I was really asking. I'm living on the edge that I'm about to be. That's from a little television show from the late 70s, early 80s, WKRP in Cincinnati. Wait, was the show, the show was just called WKRP. WKRP in Cincinnati. But was that the name of the show? Yeah, I think it was just called WKRP. Um, do you know who sings that? I was really asking you, and you were you were already looking up stuff. Oh, yeah, you I was still trying to figure out what this is. WKRP theme song, Richard Richard Cheese. Uh-huh. <laughs> Richard. We, we, we owe him. Wait. A... wait. Is that for real, Richard Cheese? No. That's Come on. A, from Can the 2007 Yeah, no, we don't want to hear you. Don't, don't listen to an ad on our show. Oh, okay. Baby, <laughs> if you've ever wondered. <laughs> well. Wonder. I love it. That theme songs used to me used to be more than just a song, you know. Yeah, like show is that a thing anymore? Do shows have a theme song? I don't really think they do. Like television has evolved beyond having, or if it is, like they don't have the the depth of that some of these old theme songs have. I think about like. This is like a three-minute song. Yeah, in Cincinnati is the whole man. I mean, does appear to be the whole man of the show. Baby, if you ever wondered, wondered whatever became of this YouTube video has a lot of views. Yeah, 2.5 mil. Cincinnati, WKR, eleven years. Well, this is exactly the kind of thing that I find myself reminiscing on, and uh, you know, fewer and fewer people know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, if, if you're hanging around with some some younger folks, oh, yeah. it's fine. You know, it's fine. I get it. You know, I am aging out of anything cool. This, this song has like three verses you, you don't hear on the show. You ever listen to the whole thing? It's Richard Cheese is not the key change there. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. This is a lovely song. Um, WKRP is my number one thing to bring up if I want to have like an awkward, like, okay boomer kind of response from young people <laughs> and their companions um I want sec- to find my, my second my second <laughs> specifically seeking a squeezing an okay boomer out of young people well anytime i'm around young people i find myself thinking how can i make this awkward <laughs> you know 
Um, lots of really easy could I bring up hard work? Or um, <laughs> I could start reminiscing on one of these late 70s uh, you know, TV sitcoms that I, I'm fond of. Or maybe talk about the Cabbage Patch doll craze of 84, you know? And people are like, what? I don't remember that, bro. <laughs> That's not how they sound. That's how young people sounded in my time. <laughs> For future reference, Matthew, I think that the uh, LaCroix peach pear, I think this might be too much for me. Too flavorful? Yeah. Ha. Huh. That's a... Uh, okay, that's interesting. There's a lot going on in that can. Is the... That... What was it? American... <laughs> oh. oh, clearly American? <laughs> American Clear? American Clear, which sounds like... A brand of COVID tests, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> rapid COVID tests that are that are only eighty percent accurate. Um, does yeah, it, is I really like that. It was I better like that than American that. Clear Peach one a lot. Yeah, but this Lacroix, Just like the, pe- the peach pear, pear in the mix. Yeah, mm, it's too okay. much. All right, that's good to know. Too and that's Amy's. That's Amy's favorite one. Uh, I don't. I don't think. I don't even know if I've ever tasted it. Uh, I'm sorry that. It's okay. Uh, well, I'm going to look for that sure. American clear. Amy will be glad to know that uh, I don't, she doesn't have to compete with me for her favorite LaCroix. She'll be glad to know. She'll be glad to hear. Uh, the last time we got together, I I halfway talked about Toby Weegway. Mm-hmm. And I have listened to more of his work now. And I think he is the truth. <laughs> like I'm, I'm so into his whole vibe. Yeah. It's really the cool. vibe of his crew, the family vibe that he presents, you know, he's got his wife on the record. He's got his kids in the videos. He's got his sister making the beats and her beats are so dope. So awesome. I, I'm, I'm really He's been he's been prolific in the last few years, and I feel like in it, it's possible he's just scratching the surface. Like this is just his early period. He's just blowing up. It's um, part of this. I really like this soul R and B rap crossover thing that's happening. You know, people are sliding a lot more kind of classic soul, classic R and B into their rap music. It makes it more dynamic. I mean, he has songs that are. That are not rap music. They they are, and it's an R and B song. Yeah, you know, the albums are interesting too. There are like ten minute interludes of him just clowning around with the sister and the wife, and you know, just um, kind of rethinking what an album is, huh? He, at least playing it free and loose, and also doing it in this whole milieu of of DIY and. I guess he's got a record label. I, I don't know. Maybe not. You know, maybe everything's yeah, being maybe. done with YouTube and and just a a, a digital self publish. And um, I could be totally wrong, but there he, there was a show. There was a show in Houston at Music Hall on December twelfth. I really wanted to go. I saw some videos of it off on his Instagram page. It looked like a good time. Like a, an electric show, um, 
So I, I, I'm keeping my eye on him. Again, I bring it up because I, I, I really enjoy those times that I'm obsessed with somebody's music. And it's, it's akin to the thing where you're watching a great show and you know, <clears throat> you know the show is going to end. Maybe it ends, and then there's that you're that set adrift time between shows where you're not really into anything. I don't like those times. Uh, of course, you mentioned that you do like a tr- sometimes a transition time. Maybe yeah. not with shows or music, but Toby Weegway, Ebo Boy from Houston, Texas, Southwest, Southwest. Good stuff. Ooh. Did you hear the kind of like Prince tribute that he did, the Purple Rain thing? I, I don't think so. You should check that one out. Okay. I really like that yeah. one. The for anybody who want to go check that out, the NPR Tiny Desk concert is transcendent, and it's also really a great example of what Schaefer's talking about. It's not just a, it's not just a rap act or rap albums. Oh, did I? Love everything. I went to the KUTX holiday party. Oh, yeah. with Matt Riley, the program director, and I I got to meet uh, Confucius and Fresh. Oh, nice. Who are the hosts of the local hip hop show the Breaks. Breaks? Which Austin is so weird. You know, you view Austin as a artsy music culturally impactful town but it's always struggled to have a cohesive hip-hop scene and in fact i there's really no big acts that have ever broken out of austin there's been some big acts within austin and then in terms of a radio station there's always been kind of some kind of version of like a rap or a hip-hop station but it's usually like you know, it's relegated to like a pretty small um, rotation of new music, you know, hot new stuff. Or there'll be right now there's like a throwback station that's pretty good. But there's never been like a, a good hip hop radio show until I asked Fresh, when did y'all start the show? 2017. I didn't discover them until 2019. Um, and then the, the two guys hosting there, are, they're great. Uh, they both have great voices. They both have great knowledge. They yeah. they have they spend some time each show chopping it up about yeah, like either their, uh... something from the past or somebody new or their little takes on on the hip hop scene. Very very good. I fa- I totally fanboyed out. I had just gotten to the this party and. Um, this guy was making his drink and I said to Matt, I was like, is that fresh? And he's like, oh yeah. And then Matt introduced me. Hey, fresh. This is my friend, Matthew Rampy. And, um, <laughs> and I was like, uh, oh man, love your show. And, you know, um, I, I kind of flattering fawn, fawning, flattering. He was very cool about it. And then I was like, oh, and tell Confucius I said, what's up? And he said, tell him yourself. You're going to be here in a little while. And so a little bit later, a little bit drunker, I went up to Confucius and was like jabbering at him. Um, it was cool to meet those guys. I, I, I really like what they're doing. 
Uh, did I tell you about giving... Did you notice how Matt Riley introduced me as Matthew Rampy? Oh, uh, not Matthew Roy. Gee, well, what is... <laughs> you did <laughs> no. But if Matt, if Matthew Riley had been here, I would have introduced him as Matthew Roy. Right. Right. Good. Good. Just don't get a big head about it. You're not no, the no. only one I call Matthew Roy. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, did I ever tell you about giving Confucius a lift ride to the... Uh, no. Yeah. It was fun. I recognized him because of his voice. It was like... Oh, he has a very distinctive voice. Because it was especially while I was doing lift, I was listening to a lot of the breaks. Like I listened to it every Saturday night while I was driving around. Yeah. Um, like I looked forward to it coming on. And uh, this I picked up this guy and this girl on the UT campus, not far from the uh, KUTX studios. And uh, they got in the back and I was driving a little bit. And I heard him talking and I said, you on the radio. Um, and I, I think maybe he had actually commented on, on the fact that I had KUTX on. Oh yeah, uh-huh. he was like, "Oh, nice, you got KTX on." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> so like that might have like, you know, set me off. But I definitely, he's got a very distinctive voice, you know. Uh, and I said, "Are you on the radio?" And he said, "Yes." And I said, "Cool." You know, I listen. He's like, "Oh, thanks." Um, but the thing is, like, I had never been. He was going to the Carol of Lights down at Zilker Park, and I'd never been to the Carol of Lights. And everything was all screwed up, like with parking, you know, with like mm. where they wanted you to go and you stuff. Mean, uh, trail of lights, trail of lights, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I came around, and I was like, there was this big line, and I was like, guys, you know, this might be about as close as I can get to get you to it, because um, they were like shunning people off, going in a different direction, and I was like. Uh, and they were like, yeah, sure, no problem. And they hopped out. And then like, a few nights later, I went later and picked somebody up from there. <laughs> like, I think I dropped them off like three miles. From... <laughs> it couldn't be that long. <laughs> but, like, but like a mile from where. <laughs> it wasn't actually as close as you could have gotten them. Uh, it felt reali- really bad. You yeah. realized later. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, who knows? Like, I pr- we probably would have been sitting in traffic for as long as they were walking anyway. But um, but I felt, I did feel, I did feel bad. I was confused about it. You got them south of the river, right? Yeah. Yeah. It'd yeah. Be fine. Uh, it was coming off of Mopac and going around. So they were kind of on that end, but yeah, they were at Zilker Park. So yeah. Okay. You know. That's, that's fine. I also, now that I mentioned the, the KUTX holiday party, I, I did want to mention that it's, it's holiday party season, which that is really my favorite part of the holidays. Yeah. Are the holiday parties. And I'm glad that. That's what we have not as, had these last few not, years. not had at least last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and and maybe going away before New Year's Eve. Who knows? So did Amy go with you to Matt's party this year? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. She did. If she ever wants to skip out. It's not just a plus one. I you I could totally have you. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. I, I, yes. I'm sorry I didn't mention it to you. You Next were year. S- Saturday. You were working, right? I was doing something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll you, be cool. You were at the bar because when you were you asking me, you you were going to bring me one year, and you were like, I, I'm so you'll be sorry. cool, right? I was like, I'll totally be cool. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, sorry. I, you know, I just got to check. Next time. I just got to get a voucher. Um, yeah. 
But I also I wanted to mention that we we went to the Blue Sky Holiday Party. Yeah. And I just want to put into the record books here how much I love going to that weird bowling alley. (laughs) If you don't know, here in Austin, there's a place called Schultz's Garden. It's one of the early German community places with a bar and a beer garden. And there's an event space. And then there's also a bowling alley. It's uh, five lanes, right? Small a small bowling. I mean, they're they're full size lanes. Yeah, I think it's five, four or five. It's just four. It's, well, two, four, six. No, like four, two lane, dual lanes, like eight total. Oh no, then it's just there's just six. Then mm-hmm. there's only three. There's only three little uh, scoring stations. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So six lanes. Yeah small bowling alley and then and it's kind of it's so cool because it's sunken down and you got to step up to this other level for a little bar we've done this a few times i I, of course i i was never aware of that place until blue sky had their holiday party there like i've been in austin so many years well it's like it's the clubhouse for sengarun which is like the the glee club like yeah the german German choir Uh uh-huh uh and so, and they also like to bowl. So they had, they it was where they get together to drink and bowl with amongst their friends. Man, that is so fun. <laughs> um, and I love bowling. And that's another thing that was robbed by the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so that was my first time to roll a ball. And I, well, I didn't, during neither of the two, valleys recently did i go bowling i just it was probably the last blue sky party that you bowled last right no you do it more often than no that it may be right that may be right the the last blue sky party in 20 um 19 but we're so confused about it (laughs) i tried to work yeah yeah 2019 would have been the last um I, I think I went bowling in February right before the pandemic. Oh, yeah? I, I think I did. I, I, there, I There was an occasion that I bowled a 218. <laughs> yeah, I was with my kids. I had like seven strikes in a, in a round of bowling. I bowled a 218. I've got it. I have a picture of it on my phone. But I, I think that was... It was that was either February of 2019 or February of 2020. I can't remember. Anyway, it had been a while, and I just really enjoy bowling, and that I really enjoy that weird place. Um, it's fun times. I we've totally forgotten that we're podcasting here. Um, I uh, I I had totally slipped my mind. Um, I did want to touch base again on the Babysitters Club season two. I saw this on the list last week, so I watched a little, but I didn't get to. Uh... I wanted to comment on uh, episode seven of season two, Claudia and the sad goodbye. This focuses on Claudia Kishi. Each episode kind of focuses on one of the members of the Babysitters Club, and episode seven focus focuses on Claudia and her grandmother Mimi, who is a 
an important character in the show, Mimi passes away. And, and you know, this month, this month, it's sorry. Um, right, right. Spoiler alert. I tell my kids all the time, you're supposed to say spoiler alert. <laughs> um, I, I mention it because episode 45 of the show was me memorializing my Mimi who yeah, died yeah. last December. And we haven't had been able to have a memorial for her. Mm. Also, because of the stupid coronavirus. Yeah. And Claudia handles her grief with avoidance. Mm. She tries to do a bunch of distracting stuff, um, you know, in the way she... And it, it made me... The first thing, I loved this character, Mimi... Claudia is probably my favorite character to start with because she's an artist. Yeah. And um, her, then she calls her grandmother Mimi, which I called my grandmother. And then the, the they're Japanese and her grandmother teaches her tea ceremony stuff, which, I you know, I love tea. Uh-huh. And, and like there's so many things that I love about this, the whole mise-en-scene of that thing. But then... The, her passing away was really getting to me because um, my Mimi passed away. And yeah. uh, really great episode. I, I realize now you never know with these streaming services how many episodes are a season. Sometimes I just kind of imagine 10. Yeah. That seems to be kind of common. This season only has eight episodes. So I only have one episode. I, I only have one episode left in this season to watch. But Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, Babysitter's Club Season 2 gets a seven and a half avocados from me. Really good. Uh, yeah, I, I had to take off a half because I'm not a teenage girl. And <laughs> I, it's, I'm not probably not the right to target group for this. But that's the thing is you really enjoy it though, right? I, I do. They're, they're, I, I really do enjoy it. They're well done. I, what I like about it is that I read the graphic novels with Isabel before the show came out. And uh, and of course, the graphic novels are a um, they're pulling from an even older story from from when we were teenagers, like the the Babysitter's Club. But I I I really think that the show does a great job of interpreting the the work. And yeah, you know, I've mentioned this on here. My sister in law, my brother, and I watched it. We didn't even have any kids around. And we, you know, we ended up benching the whole first season. We were really compelled. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, the first episode of the second season contains a reference. I just, like, love looking for what I feel like is the Rachel, you know, yeah, yes. influence. Uh, the first episode of the second season contains a reference to Leonard Cohen. Oh, yes. And I was like, wow, that must be <laughs> it, it doesn't, that, that's by no means a sure thing that it's her, but. Well, um, that episode was written by her. Yeah. And then I had mentioned that same thing when I first talked about this, how you can really feel the Shukert in it mm-hmm. sometimes, even though I don't know her that well. Um, and then I wasn't feeling it again. And I realized she, she didn't write. She wrote the first episode and the last episode. Uh-huh. So, so to. I'm going to be looking for the Shukert in that last episode, <laughs> I tell you. Give me some Shukert. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
and that's that's pretty much all we have. Uh, you know, sometimes, or at least in days gone by, we had a we we had a segment called Poetry Corner. Maybe we could do one of those now. Yeah, well, I've got it. We could do one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're doing it now. Uh, what else? My, I, I, I recorded my niece doing uh, uh, the poem. It's not actually called Twas the Night Before Christmas. But you know the, the poem? Uh-huh. You know, in Monarch, Kerchief, yeah, and I in yeah. my hat had just settled down. I recorded my, uh, my niece reciting. That's what we're doing. So that's recording? what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks to Ellen Ferguson reached out. She said, I might've said this already, but she said there should be a poetry character at the end of every episode. So, well, hasn't, I think there, there has been pretty much. Yeah. At first it was just another segment and then it became, our signature. <laughs> yeah. How how do we wrap this up? Kind of our sign off, yeah. God in heaven. If there is a God in heaven, how can this be wrapped up? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, a special holiday edition by Dottie. Yeah. Um, Dotzilla. So here, let's play that now. Twas the night before Christmas went all through the house. Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. I and my kerchief and Ma and her cap, Mom and her cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the rest of the new fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came. He whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As the dry leaves before the wild hurricanes fly, so up to the housetop the coursers they flew with a sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then twinkling, and that, and then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew my head and was turning around down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed in all, dressed all in fur, from his head to his foot, his and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and looked like a peddler just opening his pack. 
His eyes, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. His droll little mouth was drawn up in a bow, and his beard of as a chin of his and the beard on his, uh, of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe held, he held tight in his teeth, and smoke and the smoke encurled his head like a wreath. He had. A broad face, a, a, and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. Oh, oh, oh. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and laughed when I I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head gave me to know. Had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work. Filled all he and filled all the stockings. Then turned with a jerk, and and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod of the chimney, he rose. He sprang to his sleigh. To his team gave a whistle, and away they, all they flew. Down like. The down of a chip, thistle. a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, er, he drove out of sight. Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Woo! Oh, oh, oh. Singing to Dodzilla, singing, history shows again and again how nature points out the folly of man. Go, go, Dotzilla. She asked me to please stop singing. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. That's another thing that I like to do for the young people and their <laughs> companions is um, 70s uh, rock lyrics, <laughs> which, by the way, those lyrics are some of my favorite of 70s rock. Yeah. Oyster Colts. Yeah. Oyster Colt had some really good lyrics. I love that song. It's brilliant. Uh, well, thanks to Dottie for that uh, for that rendition of what is that called? It's not called "Twas the Night Before it's Christmas." Not. It's got some of the name. It's like the Christmas poem or something. A visit from Saint Nicholas. Okay, Clement Clark Moore. What? Is... <laughs> Why it's a crazy how things like this become just like part of the day rigor. Yeah. Yeah. Arguably the best known verses ever written by an American until this podcast. All right. <laughs> I just would like to remind everybody, especially at the holidays, that the poor of the choices, the sweet of the wine. Matthew, his name is Rampy, not Roy. <laughs> I started playing in the traveling show, working the Columbia wheel. Fifty bucks a week and I was happy to go. Seemed like a mighty fine deal as far as I knew. Traveling light, rolling just as fast as we can. 
it right We're gonna show them what we got on the stand Love me tonight You may never see me again Coming through Oklahoma City to Omaha Kansas City back to St. Louis I kept the beat behind the dancing girls Rolling in the rhythm review Traveling light, rolling just as fast as we can. Playing it right, yeah, yeah, we're gonna show them what we got on the stand. Love me tonight, you may never see me again. Coming through. Through the door in the rain Up on the train and go fast When everybody's sleeping I stay up in the night Look at all the towns that we passed On through Traveling light Rolling just as fast as we can Playing it right We're gonna show them what we got on the stand Love me tonight, baby You may never see me again Coming through Traveling light Rolling just as fast as we can We're Playing it right, yeah, yeah We're gonna show them what we got on the stand Love me tonight You may never see me again 